Back. Yes. Busting out. Whoa. Metaphorically, staying inside. <laughs> Busting out of the quarantine. Yeah, we're here. Another we're episode here. of Co Videos. Yes. It's a jailbreaker. Show that it's a it's a jailbreaker. <laughs> uh, it's we're talking about a marriage that's a jail today, but uh, we'll get to that in just a little bit. Yeah. The show with no opening patter, <laughs> just off the dome. Yeah. Some would say that's not too different from our usual operating procedure. I, I would disagree at least a little bit. I think we usually have some opening pattern. Day 48. It's probably actually past 48. It's probably I've, day 357. Wow, I've, I've lost track. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We should we should be keeping hash marks in the studio. I broke a, a little while ago. Did you? Have you broken yet? You're a rock. Uh, you think I'm a rock? Y- yes. You wear work clothes to work from home. Yes, and I then do. you and then yes, it's, it's Thursday, so tomorrow I'll, I'll see you in jeans, probably. Yes, yes, you will. And I don't want that to change, but I want to point that out to the world. And I also want to, if you can derive any pleasure from it, compliment you. Oh, thank you on that. Thank you. Like, I, this I isn't gonna break you at all. Well, but, I don't know about crap, that. I things got real bad the other day for me. Yeah, I looked at all my video games Uh-oh. and went. None of it matters. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it's, it's arguable. That, that, that is... It matters in all anyway. But, but I was just like, I have so many. I have more video games than anybody could play in a lifetime. So this should be like a, a, a boon, a godsend. Mm-hmm. You know, this should be like, well, I can just like start at A or the numbered ones. Right. And go to Z. Right. And that's just like, um, then I can move on to Japanese games. <laughs> and I was playing a game and I just sort of, the controller just fell out of my hand and I'm like, it doesn't matter. None of it matters. That's a, <laughs> that's a gonna, dark day for a just video be, gamer. There's just going to be more video games and none of them, none of them matter. Wow. Yeah, that's really dark. I, I, I am going stir crazy a little bit. I, I did get to go out of the house earlier this week and I hadn't been out in over a week. So that was a treat. Question mark. I mean, I feel a little weird being out of the house. You know, I don't know if you feel that way too, but I feel kind of like I, I shouldn't be doing this, you know. And like, uh, I, I have my my mask on, and you know, trying to keep six feet away from everybody. But it it just it it feels it feels weird. It feels like you're you, you're not supposed to be out. That's 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 the way it felt to me, anyways. You know, um. But um, I think, I you know, I am a little bit of a home buddy, as you know. <laughs> and even I am a little bit like, you don't realize how much you appreciate getting out of the house, you know, to, say, go grocery shopping or go out to eat or go see a movie, you know. And, and when you, you can't do those things, it, it just, nobody likes to be told that you can't do xyz so um you know um that's why you went out yeah yeah. because <laughs> they told you not to right right i'm a rebel yeah 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 getting your allergy medicine a rebel with a, a real a real rebel would let the snot flow down their face Ooh. no no allergy pills gonna tell me what to do <laughs> 
which is um, a commercial idea I have. Okay, I see. So it's just a person going. That's the first ten seconds, and the rest of the ad, ninety second ad, is a person going around committing minor acts of uh, social disorder while somebody tells you all the side effects about bleeding anuses and stuff like that. You're like knocking ice cream cone out of somebody's hand, right? Yeah, the, the the social menace. The know. social menace. <laughs> um, that's a different kind of medicine that you need. Oh boy, the social disease. Ooh, that sounds. Uh, that's a kayaking commercial. Yeah, yeah. Or like right. kickboxing. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, let's talk about the other social disease, love. That's where we are in the core, everybody. Wow. With the your movie pick for this week, <laughs> tell us about it. Uh, here we go. Uh, so, um, we deviated from what we have been doing uh, oh, at the beginning okay. of this. Okay, I guess there's a whole preamble. Well, I, just a little bit. Uh, so we have been going down my list in order and then had gotten to a point where it's like, wow, this is a depressing movie. The next two or three films are depressing. Well, when you, maybe we I don't looked, want to do No, that. what really happened is I looked at your list and I was like, hold on, wait a minute. You've just got like... Rambo 4 and Rambo 5, which I guess I makes know. sense adding things to a list, but yeah. I ain't watching Rambo 4 and 5 in, in sequence. Forget that. Well, okay. That's fair. So instead, we decided to, you know, do what nerds do and turn to the dice. That's right. And so we are um, picking randomly off your list Yes. with the dice. So the dice selected my pick of Blue Valentine. Yes. Which and I was funny, I, can I funny say story. I'm sorry up front. Funny story. I'm sorry. As I'm going through your list and I'm kind of trying to number them all so we can get them on a die. Yeah. I, I my eyes pass over Blue Valentine. I'm like, <laughs> hope we don't get Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine. Yeah. Uh, you doomed us. No. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I didn't put it on a list. But yeah. I know. I guess I doomed us first, and you you double doomed us. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Um, Blue Valentine, I, I think I was thinking about this after we watched it. Like, why did I want to see this film? I think it's because the way it was advertised to me was it was, you know, in at the, at its core, a love story, but well, it's um, about a love story well, we, going yeah, sour. Yeah. We presume that a love story is about love conquering Right. And people falling in love, and you know, a love story could also, I, I guess, be the dissolution of a. Is it love? What happens at the end of love story? It's like Ally McGraw. I've never seen. It's that not one. a spoiler if I don't know, and I haven't seen no, it. No, I, I don't know either. Does Ally McGraw die? I don't know. And then Ryan O'Neill like single tear. All I know is they they say something I I cheesy like spoiled love the is end enough. of love story. No, they say love means never having to say you're sorry. Yeah, which that's doesn't what make it is. Any sense at that's all? That's what it is. And tell my girlfriend that. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, let me tell you about uh, how I feel about the film. Oh, please do. Um, speaking of how it was marketed, if you yeah. watch the trailer, you've seen the film. Shall we watch it right now? Uh, watch the trailer? It's, you know, t- these two stars. It, first of all, it opens with him going, I can, only, I can only sing it if I do it in a silly voice. I can only uh, sing a song that's just the, the plot. I can only, uh, you know, w- w- say the quiet part out loud if I do it. Yeah. And then he's like... 
I've only heard the words you love. And he's playing right. the ukulele. Yeah. Because, I don't know, in 2010. This was 10 years ago. I know. Maybe that wasn't played out. Um, and then it then flashes of the movie, which is happy, and then somebody's throwing something, Sad and somebody's crying, yeah, and, and I'm yeah. like, ah, that was great. How much do I owe you? Like, I, I felt like I'd seen the film, which is why I never saw this film. And then we watched the film, and that was the film. <laughs> that was it, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll get into it a little, a little more, but... I feel like the way it was billed to, it was supposed to be a realistic look at love. And I feel like when you watch the film, that's not really what you get. No. And, you know, people, this is, um, sorry, Noah Baumbach. I feel bad for uh, Derek Cianfrance, who um, is the writer-director behind this film, because Noah Baumbach just made this movie about Jennifer Jason Leigh. Yeah, And took home some Oscars. Yeah. Whereas, like, this guy, he's done this. It was probably, like, his biggest um, or first high-profile film. He did a film later called The Place Beyond the Pines, uh, which, which you told me about. I didn't hate. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's great. And I think, you know, it has, what do you call the, the crash aesthetic where it's like, oh, this is, this is important. This is important. Listen, yeah, right, right, right. Listen to me. Right. Um, and it's also, you know, I, I coined redneck punk. Yes. Um, this is more like, I don't want to say white trash punk because what's the differentiation for redneck punk? But right. It's sad punk. It's sad oh, punk. Okay. And okay. this and that and A Place Beyond the Pines is both sad punk. But I think he's – this guy is married and – with two kids and still married as far as I know. Okay. But I feel like it's probably based on maybe his own marital troubles as okay. well. You know? Yeah. I... And when you – I'm going to show – that the listeners can't see this, but here's a picture of him. So he just turned Ryan Gosling – Into him. Into himself. Yeah. So I think that this is wow. probably largely autobiographical, but that's only a film theory from this guy right here. Okay. Well, hopefully his marriage is happier than theirs. Yeah. I also I feel bad because the film originally got an NC-17 rating for Which what? I was not aware of. Uh, how do I put this nicely? Uh, a woman receiving pleasure. Yes. Which, if you've seen the movie, uh, this is not yet rated. The documentary, uh, they'll right. explain uh, why Hollywood doesn't like that. Or, I, no, they won't. They'll just explain that Hollywood, uh, specifically the MPAA, doesn't like that. No. Right. So. That's that's too dicey. You can't that's enjoy too, sex. That's too racy. Yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you can Baja Blast with the best of them. And maybe we'll oh, get to boy. that later. Yep. Do you want to tell us what yep. the movie's about? Although I think people can kind of figure it out. Well, so it goes back and forth between the present day and the past uh when they originally met uh in present day um uh well uh Michelle Williams is a nurse this her, is you 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 you're you're starting remember basic. remember that picture about the game of thrones horse you know in the first season is the horse's just lovingly yes, yes, cross-hatched yes, and shaded and perfect. And then as it goes yep. on, it's just like a stick at the end. Yeah. You're, you're putting too much detail in the margins. Okay, sorry. Just give us like the um, elevator pitch. Hot sh- people fall out of love. We're going to ugly up the gauze. Yeah. And they're going to be, right. you know, a lower uh, white middle class family. They, they have a kid. Which who's, I guess complicates things. <laughs> Whose okay. marriage is falling. <laughs> watch, watch, but, but watch me while I do it so you can do it. All right. Okay. Lower, hot people playing poor <laughs> middle class people they who have a kid 
their marriage falls apart. And as it does, we see how they, the circumstances that brought them together, but also the seeds that probably pushed them apart. Right. The yes. End. Ugly up the gauze. Ugly, ugly up the gauze. Let's uh, bring that hairline back. Which um, they definitely did. But looking at it, and then I looked, I went on Google Images for like an hour and looked at okay. pictures of him that were ostensibly from now. Yes. It's it was so it was done so usually they do that so poorly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a what's the the trio of or the quad of trailers that we and we were going to talk about because they were so bad and we never ended up talking about them. But now we can kind of pull that out about the Forrest Whitaker movie where he's he plays a Southern minister who oh, takes yeah. in a KKK member and like mm-hmm. converts him. He's so, I guess the guy. It's a real story. So I guess the guy that he's playing. Had like male pattern baldness. Yes, but for all of his physical foibles, I don't. I think uh, you know Forrest Whitaker got a full head of hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just sure. shave the horseshoe into him. Right. But they didn't do anything to put makeup on it or go like real clean every morning. You know, when he gets to the trailer or whatever. Right. So it just looks like they looks shaved bad. his head. It look, he looks like a Catholic monk and he's a Baptist minister. Right, right, right. And they did his hair so well that I'm like, is his hair the rest of the time a put on? I see. Yeah, no, they did do Far it. Far be it from seamlessly. me to sully the gauze, but <laughs> you know, we all have a thorn in the flesh, and a popular one for men is Losing just being hair. too much of a man. Well, it's too much testosterone that right. does that. It kills the follicle cells. Right, so. right. This is not. You can tell I don't want to talk about the movie. We're we're dragging our heels here. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was interesting that um, the movie opens with a missing dog, and it's like, how many missing dog movies are you going to be in, Michelle Williams? Come on. I did not even think about that. I haven't seen that other one. Probably. It's pretty good. Is it? But it's, you want to talk sad punk, it's sad punk. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, just give give me your impressions of this film. I... Hey, I'm just painting. That's my impression. I really didn't like this film. <laughs> I think this film hates its audience. And No, that's something that you've heard me say, and I don't think you, you don't understand think it why. Does? No, I don't think so. I just think I don't. Well, it's your opinion, I guess. But stop using my words. I I just think it was it was okay. So you know, sad movies sometimes are are hard to watch. This was hard to watch, but I don't feel like it was. It wasn't really sallow. Real. I mean, like what, what 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 do you mean? I just think that like the things that happened in it were like, um. They they were they were upsetting, um, and uh, I I didn't I didn't know who to root for in this movie. Um, it's life. Yeah. It's not a game. You yeah, don't, you don't I, root I know. For somebody. Uh, yeah, in life, everybody everybody won't lose. But that's that's the the part of it that I have <laughs> I, I have a hard time dealing with too. Tell it, me what it, you it, think about this idea. Okay, you can make something too real. Yeah, it's not a documentary. Right, right, right. And I thought that it was just sort of banal in that yes. nothing happens. Yes. Uh, but not, not nothing happens. I don't mean that. Um, guy, okay, so you've got Ryan Gosling. They give us background, but it's not really, it's only background that really sets up specific things. Like we have to establish that uh, Michelle Williams's dad is um, abusive. Right. Um, and... I mean, and it's not even like he's throwing her through a window or something. It's just sort of like this 
emotional abuse, you know, because we can assume that he is frustrated with his life and it's not what he wanted it to be. Well, guess who she's attracted to? Dreamer Ryan Gosling, who also has no real discernible talents beyond playing the ukulele and singing weird. And he himself falls into a similar thing, which is, I don't know, it's an indictment maybe of the falsity of the American dream or something. The movie isn't trying to give us that necessarily. We just see that he is very similar or at least is like a baby version of her father, which psychologically makes sense. Yes. So that's depressing and it's also very real. And then they have this life that they're trying to eke out and they to you know that they drop the kid off at the grandpa's house to get a little break mm-hmm. and all they do is just go to this <laughs> the only love hotel in Pennsylvania yeah. Tokyo Pennsylvania right. and just get hammered and basically and they kind of it it's sort of confessional they're sort of like um getting their personal frustrations out about their relationship but but not, not really. really in any really deep way. No. No. And then just because of circumstances, you you see that this has happened probably a hundred times. Right, right, But right. because of just the circumstances at this time, it becomes the straw that sort of breaks the camel's back. Now, I think if the movie goes on, she goes back to him. I don't think that they're, they're going to stay apart. She's, there's nothing magic about her that she's different than her mom and that she's not going to end up staying with this asshole. Like... Uh, Swindled by the American dream or not. Like, mm-hmm. I think Blue Valentine 2, they're together, right? Uh, I, I guess so. And if that's also, I, I guess I have to have to commend Sea France for capturing, like, something that is very real and happens all the time. But it's like the video games. <laughs> Who cares? There's just going to be more video games at this point. Like, what makes it special? Like, yeah, okay. Let's look at the performances. Look at, look at the way that it's shot and made. I think it's mm-hmm. shot pretty well. It's shot very claustrophobically, and it's supposed to be. Yes. And I think it was well done, but it's sort of annoying. Um, is Ryan Gosling a good actor? I don't even know. He plays the same character in everything. He's just like, yeah, what's going on? You know, I'm kind of don't take things too seriously, and I kind of talk like this, and you can't really, like, pin down where I'm from, but, you know, whatever. And, right. uh, and I'm sure Williams cool is great, jacket. but, you know, t- t- once again, she's just like... I'm just a sad lady who's put upon, and he's got a cool jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wrong movie, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's like, yeah. I mean, it's like you served me this like dessert, you know, and you put all these things on it, and it's, it comes recommended highly, and I'm like, yeah, it's sweet. Like I don't, I don't know what I'm how I'm supposed to do do a backflip for this movie. I, I don't either. And... Not to mention the fact that, like I said, it's predictable. The whole thing's in the commercial. Yes. I don't think they're supposed to like put on jetpacks or something. But... Right. Well, and then her, her dad is, is played by a, a character actor. I can't remember his, his name, but he's, he's very recognizable. Yeah, yeah. He's one um, of those guys. But, and, and he's just kind of like stock abusive dad. And, and I kind of wonder why, why is that actor in that role? It It's... Not as if he has a pivotal role to play in this story or or like, he, oh, this is a different take on an abusive dad. But maybe he has like some sort of kind of like, I don't know. It's like they trust him with the grandkid, which I, thought, I think is kind of like weird. Yeah, but see, that's the thing, though, because and okay, so here's here's what the movie is sort of trying to say is that Ryan Gosling blames Michelle Williams for his life going wrong. Right. And I, we're supposed to get that the same is true of, because we don't know. I mean, they're, this is something else that's set up. They're Catholic. Um, we get close to a little family planning in this. 
and it doesn't <laughs> happen. Right. And I think we're to assume. And I, I do like the movie for this. It sets up these huge signposts, but it doesn't read them to you. Like it does do – it shows too much, but it doesn't tell you. So yeah. I think we can assume that it's the exact same thing that, you know, her parents probably got pregnant without planning to. And so that's it. Now, that's all well and good. We've got an established sort of character motivation or like just background for the characters. But the movie does everything in its power to let him off. You know yes. it's made by a white man because it sides with the white man. And I don't say that – I'm not saying that it's like condoning his abuse or like this bitch should be nicer to him or something like that. I'm just saying that all we see of Ryan Gosling is, yeah, he's a little spacey. He's a dreamer. He can only sing songs weirdly with the ukulele. Right. But he like goes out of his way to help this old man who's being moved into – he's a mover and he's moving him into like yeah. this nursing home. And his right. boss is mad because he's trying to – oh, look, I hung a uniform up for you. That's pretty cool. And hope right. you have a good time here, Mr. Kowalski or whatever. Very right. And it's just like – he's just like a saint. And so he's not going to do anything to the daughter. He loves his daughter. It's yes. the wife that he hates unconsciously yeah. uh-huh. because of this. Yes. And I just don't – she she is more of a real and sort of conflicted character. And he's just like – Oh, he's just this great guy, but maybe he's just not marriage material. And that is oversimplifying this psychologically. Well, and then I think you said after we watched it or maybe while we were watching it, like, like he's a good guy and like he's a romantic and people, he's, yeah. he's, you know, he's too pure for this world and the world just pushed he's him He's just too, too much of a romantic. Right. And and the world just they pushed him too far to his breaking he point. He has a giving tree tattoo. Yeah. To his breaking point where he punches... He really does in the film. Yeah, I know. Where he punches a, a, a Jewish man in the face. Yeah. That, and that's Who hasn't the... wanted to do, to do that? Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because something bad had to happen. Actually bad. And you, you, well, go, you say, well, the, 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 the movie doesn't... Like doesn't put it all. Uh, it it just leaves it out there. It doesn't put it all on Michelle Williams, but it also doesn't give Michelle Williams a choice in anything. And I know that that you know, I think it's a valid thing to explore or statement to make that poor people are forced into situations. Sure, you know, it, it's like it's like with the co videos. It's like with the pandemic. You know, um, minorities are more affected by it, right. and it isn't because. They're not hugging Big Mama enough or they're doing too many drugs or whatever. No. It's because they are cut off from a lot of services. And also they are forced to live their lives in, in ways that make their bodies unprepared for something like this to happen. Yeah. And But but it doesn't – it tries to let Michelle Williams completely off the hook and that's unrealistic too. And this right. is now where we come to talking about the Baja Blast scene oh where gosh. she has this asshole boyfriend yes. that she is dating who is just comically an asshole. Yep. Why yep. would she even date him? He's not even the right. sensitive guy who's a little dangerous, which is like her psychological uh, type, you know, uh, template for her abusive dad. Right. She's just with him, and then he Baja Blasts inside of her when they're right. uh, enjoying themselves. And that leads us to this whole thing, because now she's pregnant, and she starts seeing Ryan Gosling. And it's left ambiguous, and I guess it doesn't really matter, either in the movie or in the real world, like whether or not that's his it's child. His he wants to raise this kid, so right. whatever, fine. Right. But, but makes him more of a saint. Yeah, but, it, but, the but the movie presents that as something that happened to her. Like it was the fault yes. of the wrestling asshole, a Johnny California or whatever. Yeah. And 
and she's just a victim of all this. And she's not. Like, she's no. an adult. She can make choices about birth control and family planning. Right. And she put herself in that situation. And yes. then so she runs to Ryan Gosling because she doesn't have the, you know, the balls or whatever to have an abortion. And it's just, it frames all these things as having like a morality. And if you look at it from a completely like cynical and amoral perspective, then I guess there's just just going to be more video, video games. But the movie's like not like that. The movie is subtly moralizing. And I, I don't, I don't approve of that. I don't like that. Yeah. And, um, and the emotional culmination of the film being like a, you know, implied spousal rape situation, but maybe right. not. I just didn't understand how that played into it. It didn't seem like it was part of their usual routine. That's no. the thing about, you know, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf or whatever. They do this every night. Like yeah, 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 this yeah. couple's just seeing right. this. They're this toxic. Night. But this yeah. seemed like this was somehow accelerating to some kind of point where she was just felt like I'm just a piece of meat to you and to everybody that I've met. And I'm like, I don't see how that's supported by any of the text up to this point. Right. And I don't know why. Why does she feel this way now? Because she ran into Johnny California in the liquor store. It's well, I think I mean, it's. I don't yeah. understand. Like what? I think it's the meeting of several d- different roads. Because the dog died. Like seriously, it's the future room, is what it is. <laughs> I don't know if Michael well, Akuda has seen this movie, but he should sue the director right away. Well, I mean, I or think at least that love hotel. They, they, <laughs> you know, that was their little wink. The future room, and it's the end of their marriage, so there is no future. I don't. So. Do you think they thought about that? I think, I think that they found a hotel with a future room. But yeah. It, maybe okay. maybe uh, Derek was like perfect. <laughs> I mean, the spinning bed is what sold me. Do you think this so. movie is? <laughs> and it's it's 2010, and they didn't. Although I think the movie is set in the past. Yes. Uh, in the mid 2000s or or 2001. Whoa. What broke up their marriage? Well, I can't blame it all on 9/11, but it, it certainly didn't help. <laughs> um, and he didn't say, uh, "Do I make you horny?" Which I would absolutely do. Um, <laughs> this movie is maybe about like the tyranny of nice guys. He's such, but he's such a nice guy. Mm. Do you think that? Yeah, maybe. I think there is a subtle message of, to- I mean, t- t- toxic masculinity is a big part of it. Yes. But, but I don't know if that's an accident or not. Yeah, I. Maybe this is the, the, the slight downside of not explaining everything is that, you did, did they really mean that or not? Right. Because they didn't, you know, we got there, see. <laughs> but it, it wasn't like, you know, really well orchestrated to deliver that point i didn't think no there's I a definitely yeah there's so frustrated male tyranny is i think a clear thing in here but i think everything else like i said before is just really stock i just think we, that we've seen all this yes, before absolutely yeah um the kid was good i don't know liked the kid <laughs> yeah yeah kid that, that's actor. true yeah um but yeah it was um and the dog was pretty good oh <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. Um, I think this is the first one that we've watched for co-videos that I would not recommend. Really? Yeah. Uh, do you think that, so Gosling is the nice guy. Yeah. In everything, right? Yeah. But is he? He's the perfect example, and I don't know if TV Tropes or whoever has a, I guess we are the, the Tropes, so I guess we should come up with something, but... I think he's the smooth-haired avatar of toxic masculinity. Everything that he's in, he's like, oh, he's like, he's he's, he's handsome and mm-hmm. he's intellectual, but he's maybe a little dangerous. I mean, I, I rode this 
line for years. Like, this is how the only way I ever scored. (laughs) And, um, but it's like Drive or maybe even Crazy Stupid Love. I'm trying to think of the movies that I've seen him in. Definitely The Notebook. Whoa. Only The Notebook's like, no, she needed somebody to scream at her all the time. And threatened to kill himself if she didn't. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> but that's, he's always that. I don't think it he's ever a totally stock way. romantic hero. Yeah. He's always somebody who, he could ruin your life. He could make you happy, but he could totally destroy your life. Right. Right. And this is, um, no, this might be the epitome of that. The it real world epitome of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, like, he's frustrated with her and he's mad at her. But he still really wants to be with her. And I think maybe that's illustrated best by him being really, and we've seen this before, but being really pissed and like throwing his wedding ring, you know, into the. You know where we've seen it? Where? The Abyss. Oh, really? 1986. Okay. James Cameron, or yeah. not 86, but around there. Yeah. Yeah. Ed Harris, yeah. you know, has to work with uh, with Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio, and they're mad. No, it's not. It's Mary. Um, what is Uh-oh. it? I, I, I don't know. I'm not good with <laughs> I'll names. I'll know by the end of the segment. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not good with names. I'm not. Carl. Whoa. <laughs> I'm not Carl, but that's okay. Um, uh, 1989, and the star was Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. I was thinking of the lady from, right. who's the lady from uh, Fried Green Tomatoes and Some Kind of Wonderful? That's Mary, mm, quite contrary. Doesn't matter. Know. He's got to okay. work with her. They fight all the time. And then one time he's like, screw this bitch. And he throws his wedding ring in the toilet. Their chemical toilet. A door closes. Beat. Door opens again. He scrambles, you know, down yeah, and yeah, yeah. tries to get there. And then right. his hand is blue for the rest of the movie. And yes. also at one point when all the doors are closing because there's a leak, he's going to get trapped in the thing like everybody does in the, in the submarine movies and drowned. Yeah. But the if the ring is, is uh, machined from like, a, you know, like an industrial metal uh-huh. as a sign because they're like underwater truckers basically right and he puts his hand in there and it gets caught and it holds the door open which that wouldn't happen but it doesn't matter and they finally (laughs) pry the door back open and he's like he kisses the ring he's like and that's you know it's all it's a movie about underwater aliens but it's a movie about a couple learning how much that they really need each other right right and he scrambles to get his ring i mean yes get his ring you could call the abyss blue valentine and you could call blue valentine the abyss we did bam 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 We did it! Wow. Uh, Why don't you know when genius is looking you in the face? That was amazing! (laughs) Don't fake laugh! It's amazing! I'm not fake laughing! (sighs) Wow. You don't appreciate me. I do too. No, you only (laughs) heard the ones you love. (laughs) All right, let's talk. I've, I've got. Literally, like, three more pages of notes, but I feel like you're done talking about it. And uh, I kind of want to be done talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think I'm done. Let's move on to my pick. Let's. This, this is the, oops, I did another Hollywood pick. Why do I do this? I don't know. I you was thinking that while we were watching ones. it. Yeah. But This is a film from 2014, 15, I think it's probably 15, uh, called Hail Caesar by the yes. Coen Brothers. Yes. And this is really where, I know that I've used this three times already, but this is really where the video game thing comes in. Okay. Because the Coen brothers have made so many movies where they could have just went, that's it, bitches, drop the clapper, throw the bullhorn off a bridge, walk into the sunset, done. 
some of the best filmmakers of all time. Yes. They just keep making movies. They're never going to stop until yes. they're in the ground. And so because of that, they keep delivering movies, quality films, you mm-hmm. know, even if they take the, the, the highlights of their, you know, take the Raising Arizonas, take the No Countries, take the Fargos, there mm-hmm. you go, mm-hmm. out of their catalog. And they're still solid filmmakers. Yeah. Like yeah. A minus filmmakers. Mm-hmm. But every time they come out with something and it's not another Fargo, I think people are like, oh, OK. All right. All right. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> You think they're they're just? Uh... I think we are. We they have sabotaged our expectations by being so great all the time. Oh. I've ridden this line for years, <laughs> and so Hail Caesar came out, and people were like, oh. and it's great. Yeah, I thought it was actually pretty entertaining. Yeah, it's great. I I'm a little fuzzy on some of the messaging, and that's what we're going to talk about here. Mm. But it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And we've talked about this a lot. We've talked about how the 90% of it is casting. And usually yes. when I think about that, I think about getting the right person. Your um, uh, Alden Ehrenreich, for example. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that, too. Okay. Uh, but it isn't just that. It's everybody. It's down to the extras. Yes. And that's why like David Lynch's movies are so good is because he finds these people. Yes. Not just like circus performers or something, but like just normal people with three lines who it's like... That's the perfect person. And it's often somebody you don't recognize at all. Right. And every once in a while, it's Billy Ray Cyrus. Right, right. Well, the Coens people are good because, assuming that they have people, they might do it themselves. They're so good because they get famous people and like, I know that guy or that girl people. Right. But yet they're the right person for the role. They're just yes. perfect. And, and this there movie is so many people wall-to-wall character actors. In this. Yeah, I, I couldn't, I, I recognize people, I'll tell but you I their couldn't names. tell I know you all their who, names. who everybody yeah. was. But yeah, so uh, great casting. Yeah, so the casting is fantastic. Just to give you a, a quick shot, uh, it is a picture of pictures yes. of the probably like early fifties. This is like post-war Hollywood, and um, it's uh, uh, Thanos plays a studio executive yeah. who does not have a staff. He has to do everything himself for right. some reason. Right, uh, And he's got one, you know, Girl Friday secretary. Yes. And so it's just about him doing his uh, work on the studio uh, uh, studio lot day, to, day by day, keeping the pictures going. There's a couple different subplots. The main one is uh, George Clooney plays a kind of Burt Lancaster-esque um, 50s movie star. Mm-hmm. And he is kidnapped yes. by a shadowy group that puts him up for ransom. And so uh, Josh Brolin has to deal with this while he deals with this other little stuff. Yes, exactly. And that's what hap- happens in the movie. Yeah, they're communists. That, and that's like... Why do you... you, you there is never a joke that you will not spoil. You... Uh, is it like... I didn't think is it I was spoiling Is it dance, I can't hold it in type no. thing? Why, why can't... You were in band, right? Yeah, I was. Excuse me, my mouth is dry because I talk a lot. You were in band. Yes. When the conductor puts his hands up like this, uh-huh. ready yeah. to bring the orchestra in, Yes, you go, honk. No, of course not. <laughs> or the thing, we're going to end the song. Dun, 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 honk. Did you, like, no, what's the most important thing not. in comedy? Timing. Well, that was a little off, but we'll wow. tighten it up. Now ask me. <laughs> Do it. What's the most important? Timing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
sorry. I started laughing before. Yeah, I well. Knew what you didn't do. Yeah, you laughed before the joke. Yeah. What is it with you? <laughs> We're going to fix this. This whole project has been a six year long thing trying to fix that. And the second you get it right, you're just going to hear boop, boop, and the microphone just dropped. And then that's it. Silence forever. All right. Yes. Sorry. They, yes. The writers. Are, this is a universe where uh, all the you know all the bullshit that we went through with the Huac meetings and you know the Red Scare and it's true in this universe, right. which is why I said that the messaging is a little weird. And the Gene Kelly of this universe turns out to be a Russian agent. Yeah. Which is played by Channing Tatum. I who, know. Has this guy been in a in a real movie since 2005? I don't know. He's stunt casting. In, and the whole middle part of his career has just been, <laughs> look, this at, guy. look at that guy. I know. You know? And he, does he actually sing in this? He dances. I wouldn't be surprised if that was his His, his voice. actual voice? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. But I, I, we don't know. Yeah. Everybody's sort of that's 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 my kind of complaint about this, and it's not a complaint; it's just a comment. You know, this isn't the player, so we're not mm-hmm. going to see Lily Tomlin get her robe caught on the dresser as she's trying to cross to the window or whatever. This is like a movie about making movies, but it's a movie that is an homage to those movies. Oh, for and sure. And so there's a huge dance number in the middle of it. <clears throat> that's a you know a South Pacific type dance mm-hmm. number, which is great, but you don't. You don't see – they don't stop for takes. You know, It is just presented fully realized yes. as you would see it in the film, yes. maybe with a little bit of framing so we actually see the slats of – or like the PA's leg or something like right. that is standing off to the side. But otherwise, they're just presented. Same thing with the, um, the synchronized um, swimming? swimming thing with yeah. the um, – Esther Williams character? Uh, I don't know who she was – portraying who's the famous uh oh boy synchronized uh, swimming I have person no idea i was google just... tells me it's esther williams okay good google's always right um so I... i'm just no not you google uh <laughs> so i'm just look i'm just proving that i know about old hollywood okay yes so the point is that is also presented in such a way that it could never that could never have been done in one take oh you've got 50 no synchronized swimmers right and there's but and I was very and they're impressed. shooting water at the thing, but but they're they're definitely using an effect, you know, to make it seem like it's. So old, what I'm saying is, when Hollywood does new old movies, they never look like old old movies. I, I think and some I of that's practical. The film stock, the lenses are different and stuff right. like that. But and that's fine. I mean, I I just thought like they're so they have such an attention to detail that I thought that if they were going to do it, they would like really go all the way in. But I guess it doesn't really matter because you could never have. Alden Ehrenreich, or is it Aaron Aldenreich? Whoa. Let's ask Google. Google. <laughs> um, you can never have him like you know flip off a horse and then swing around on a thing, and right. it's all just cut, 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 and he I shoots mean, a guy and then lands back on the horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're supposed to think it's all one take. <laughs> and the spaghetti lasso. You yes. can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> the spaghetti would stick to itself. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Um, Alden Ehren. Let's let's see what Google has to say about it. Oh, oh. We're trying not to waste our listeners' time here. Okay, all right. Alden Ehrenreich. According to Wikipedia. All right, I get the idea. That's it. Okay. So you know, solo. That's uh, a good. That's a good a topic as any. I I now feel bad for that guy, whether or not he can improvise on set. Right. He got screwed. You think so? 
He's great in this. He, he was now, great in he's this. he's playing the role of... A, he, he's the Audie Murphy type. Uh, You've got a lot of Wikipedia-ing to do after yeah, this. Uh, yeah, he's the Audie so. Murphy type in this, in that not really an actor. An you know? actor, actor, and Perfect yeah. casting. Uh, he was in like one thing before this. It was that movie. It was the movie. Was it Blue Jasmine? He was... Uh, you ran out on his mom, and, you know, when and near the end of the movie when Kate uh, Blanchett goes to see her son. Yeah. And after Alec Baldwin's in prison. Prison. Yeah. And uh, he works in like a pawn shop or something like that. And that's like, and he's like, I don't want you coming around here no more. Like, okay. That was, that's him. Oh, okay. But right. if he, I think he was chosen specifically for this because he has a 50s. Look he's got a period face. Yeah, yeah. He like does. he fits seamlessly into this. Yes. Except when he's. Would that it were. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Really badly acting. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is hard to do. We've it's talked hard about to that act before. Bad. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 you know, he had, he plays a guy that can't act in this. Then he gets cast in solo. And, you know, we hear a lot about, you know, we hear things uh-huh. in a way, something that a um, Thessaly uh, right, might have printed in her gossip rag yeah. uh, that he's no good. And then I haven't seen that guy in a while. No, you're right. And I think it's too bad. I think you're right. Uh, hopefully he makes a comeback. Uh, Maybe he can sing uh, funny with a ukulele. <laughs> Take some of those to- toxic masculinity roles away from the goss. Yeah. Let's yeah. put them up to, head to head. Yeah. Hair to hair. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. Let's do it. Yeah. And let's have him split a bottle of Vitalis and uh, yeah. see how this goes. Redneck punk or sad punk. All or right. Well, something. anyway, I guess I'll keep talking. So <laughs> the point is, is that... Uh, Otherwise, it's just the Big Lebowski, right? It's just the Big Lebowski. It literally like somebody is kidnapped yes. for a ransom. There's yes. what? There's a guy that gets told to shut up all the time. Yes, we don't know what his name is. Yeah, he's just communist writer. Right, right, but, right. Uh, yeah, but there's a lot of fun things in here, though. Um, the Esther Williams character, who's like this sweet virginal queen, being like, "Give me another cigarette." Like, yeah. I mean, we've seen that, but. I like the idea of them kidnapping the, the George Clooney matinee uh, idol star, and then he spends a night with them, and he comes back to the studio the next day, and he's like, these guys have a lot of interesting ideas. They yes. figured out every system, and it's all in a book called Capital. That's Capital with a K. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe we need to get some uh, get to the workers some power around here. <laughs> and Josh Brolin's character, who is really nice, he's a devout Catholic, he's very yes. good at his job. Yes. Just at the very end of the movie, grabs this dumb, this dumb dumb, and just starts smacking the crap out of him. And he's like, know. you know, you're nothing without us, and you're going to do your job. And then he's like, get out there and be a star. Yeah, and you see this side of him, but that's like the worst thing he's ever done. And then he immediately goes <laughs> to, and feels the, to, bad. The, to the uh, confession booth. Yes. And the, the priest is like, it's probably too much. You know, you're not that bad. Yeah, right, <laughs> he's right. Like, I hit a guy. I feel bad about it. So. There's just this is just like there's no bad guys in this universe. No, I think you're absolutely. The only right. bad guy yeah. is like the comical Russian spy. Right, 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 right. Uh, who has the the little yippy dog? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Divine presence to be shot. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, and they 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 pre- purposefully did not actually show the face of the actor who was portraying Jesus, like. At all, which I thought was no, but I love the fact that I love the fact that Clooney, a Roman, pushes his way through a line of 50, you know, uh, Israelite slaves or whatever. All, um, I mean, not they weren't 
um, uh, Jewish, right, right. Um, Hasidic or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like dark-haired Caucasians. Yeah. And then he stops up short in this sort of – because the whole thing – Hail Caesar is the titular – film they're making and it's you know it's just a ben-hur ripoff basically but yeah and he stops up short with this blonde guy <laughs> like in a white robe <laughs> and then they're doing the dailies and he's like mm, I know something on my teeth and then and then they do the next one and then off the director's yelling squint squint against the grandeur yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there were just like i think lots of little like moments like that like when you see Scarlett Johansson doing like the um, the the principal like synchronized swimming stuff, like the way that she like smiled or made a look at the camera, it was kind of like a wink, wink sort of thing. And yeah, there was just lots of stuff like that that was really fun. There was a lot of stuff like that. Um, this is like a secret. This our show is a stealth Catholicism show. Oh, you think so? Because Blue Valentine is like. Catholicism oh, may ruin see. these people's lives. And in, and in Hail Caesar, it's the guy's driving force. Literally yes. at the end, you know, in the sort of emotional climax, yeah. he asks the priest, he's like, is, is something wrong if it's easy? Right. You know, he's been offered this job. Um, he works in the pictures and I'm sure it does fine, but he's been offered this job by um, Grumman like a- or, or Boeing or one of the aer- aerospace giants. Yes. Which, you know, this is pre-space race like that's going to be huge Mm -hmm. and he doesn't and the guy even says we we just we want your organizational skills but we also just want your name like you don't even have to do that much you just cash a check and go home right and he asked the father like again you're talking to a guy that you know pulled gum out of his hair when he was three years old uh, in the bathroom yes he asked the father like is it wrong to want things to be easy right and he decides at the end I'm going to keep doing the hard thing because that's what makes me. He's the perfect Roman Catholic Christian, yeah, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. his driving force. Mm-hmm. And unlike a lot of, there's always an innocent that sort of walks away from Cohen films, but nobody really, nobody gets it. Everybody gets a happy ending pretty much in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I hate it. Whoa. Not I even like the, the, the Francis McDormand like uh, cameo. That was pretty good. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, she and she played. Now, I don't have any names for you here. Maybe Ann Coates. Um, there was a very f- who's a editor in like the 60s, 70s and 80s. Okay. There's a very famous uh, female editor in like the 50s. And I can't remember her name now, but there was a lot. There are the unsung heroes. A lot of these pictures, sure. a lot of the editors were women and they were very good at what they did. Um, but don't wear the, you know, don't tie. wear the scarf. Don't wear a scarf. Yeah. <laughs> You get sucked into the machine. Lot of lot of great cameos in this. Oh um, my gosh! Robert yeah. Picardo <laughs> shows up as he the, was They want to check the veracity or, or you know the tone of the religion in the film. Yeah, and he says right off the bat, nobody's like really offended by this is Hollywood, so nobody's offended by like you know selling out. But he says immediately, "I got you all together here, a Catholic priest." Uh, the one guy was, um, I think, uh, Eastern Orthodox, right? I think so. Uh, 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 evangelical minister or a Protestant minister and then a rabbi. And all we want is for this picture to offend no one. So right. So how, how, how'd we do? And, of course, they get in a huge argument. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah, Picardo was uh, was great in that. Um, it's great to see Clancy Brown. Uh, he played um, Gracchus or whatever the – no, was Gracchus the main guy? He was just the – lieutenant of the main guy yes yes yeah and um he's in a ton of stuff Is but he? he should be in even more stuff okay yeah he's right. the voice of lex luthor oh great right yeah and he sure. plays 
he played Luthor on like Supergirl or not Luthor, um, um, General Lane on um, something Supergirl or something like that. Okay. Don't say okay. He's he's literally in a bunch of. Stuff. I believe you. I believe you. This I see. I have to put up with. Oh yeah. I um, know. who else was in it? Fred Melamed was in it, and he didn't even say anything. <laughs> he had he had the, he was he had the one line where he's like after the sub goes down, he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. Was in it? Um, oh, this this uh, of course Ray Fiennes is in it and is great. Yes. As uh, uh, Lawrence Lawrence Lawrence. Yeah. Which is such a great name. And then Christopher Lambert is in it. I haven't seen that guy in a while. Okay. I. He is the Highlander. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Okay. And he's in this, and maybe things turned out okay. But one of the reasons that he kind of quit acting is. <laughs> so it was eight alimony payments. This guy's he's he's a lover. He's a he's the smooth haired last era's uh, avatar of toxic masculinity. Wow. I told him that I loved him and he stabbed himself and showed me he was an immortal. Um he's going blind. Oh or, really? Or it was almost completely blind. Oh, and no. I mean there's a lot of ways to shoot around that, but I wonder if he took care of that or got that fixed or something. Huh. Um, but I thought it was kind of ironic that he was a movie picture director because <laughs> he can't see. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't have any great revelations. It's just it's just a good movie. And if you, I... like me, kind of put it off because you thought, eh, well, there's a lot of fun. There's a lot of talent on display. Um, you know, it's not going to be, oh, man, this is, this is serious. This is a real serious uh, old country uh, type movie. But yeah. I, I think it was it was a really fun movie, and um, I think there were a lot of really great moments in it, and um, I think it seemed like everybody was having a real fun time filming it, too. And communists. Yeah, I know. Whatever. <laughs> I knew they were communists the second that he walked in, you know. Did you? Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. Well, because they said it was like a meeting, and they were doing the notes, and I'm like, this is 50s Hollywood. Are we doing a thing where, oh, these are all the communist okay. writers or whatever? Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. Maybe I should have seen the writing on the wall, but I just wasn't sure what was going on. Yeah. Maybe you should have united with the rest of the workers okay. of the world. All right. All right. All right. Do we do a th- <laughs> we don't do a thing where we talk about what we're doing next, right? No, okay. we don't. All right. We're off the hook for that. Yes. So I guess that's it. <laughs> Are we done? I think we're done. Yeah. All another, right. Another episode of Co-Videos yeah, in well, the bank. In, in the bag? I said in the bank. In the bank. Yeah. Why is it in the bank? Uh, that's a good question. All right, well, that's it for us. And I guess we'll see you uh, soon (laughs) with another pair of movies. Until then, stay healthy, stay happy, and stay wise. Communists.